Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Good morning. You've got Jill Welke here to do the chores with you this morning and get the job done. And it's the Farm Show. Boy, busy week this week. I was up to... Boyceville last night to judge the job interview uh, contest for the FFA. It's the first round, and we had 10 students that did a fantastic job of getting their point across and getting that interview out. And and so many of them come in there a little bit, oh, I don't know if you'd say timid or, or uh, just kind of a little bit unsure of what they should be doing. But I feel like once they left, they've had a little more confidence because they got the job done. And sometimes just th- doing things outside the box is a challenge. But kudos to all everybody from up there that competed in those events. And thank you to all those FFA advisors and ag teachers that make sure that the students get where they need to be and uh, get the job get the job done i guess is what i'd like to say and encourage them to think outside the box because sometimes just a suggestion can change so many change the aspects of uh, what a kid is what a student is thinking and and helps them to overcome some of those uh, barriers and and find out that they can be super successful in that endeavor. But getting back to the farm show this morning, yesterday I talked about the French farmers. Today I'm going to talk about some German farmers that are not happy with government plans. And farm bill, election year dynamics, a little bit of a, oh, a little bit of a take on that. And the dairy margin coverage program sign up. It has not been opened up yet this year, but a group of nine House Republicans led by Minnesota Congressman Brad Finstead have written a letter to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack and FSA Administrator Zach Ducheneau asking the USDA to quickly open enrollment for the 2024 Dairy Margin Coverage Program. The lawmakers point out that farmers are facing a difficult marketing environment, difficult to say the least, and need the ability to select their DMC coverage level that for this year. And that's a helping, uh, helps to cover the margins in between. It has factors of feed costs and what you're um, comfortable taking as a risk in order to sell your milk. And sometimes those DMC payments are not very big, but that's just because the market has been good and you don't need that extra boost to make ends meet. And the Wisconsin DNR is asking the public to report black bear dens this winter to help out with an ongoing black bear reproduction study. Reports are needed all across the state 
but especially in Clark, Taylor, Wood, St. Croix, Pierce, Buffalo, and Oneida counties. Visit the DNR website to find out more information. Now, they don't want you to be poking in the bear dens. They suggest that you uh, document where the bear den is through GPS coordinations. Take a picture of them from, oh, 30 yards or so away. I mean, stay safe out there. Don't be poking at the bears or anything. If you are out walking in the woods and do happen to come across some of those bear dens, um, but they're trying to get a handle on how many bears, black bears, are really out there. And I feel like there are more black bears out there than we even realize. So just <laughs> don't be going really close to them or anything, but they have the guidelines. Go to the DNR website, and it uh, gives you a bit of a rundown on, on the expectations and what they're looking for. And uh, if you're in one of those counties that I mentioned, especially, they're really trying to get a hold on how many bears there are in the area. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Speaking of Bob, I did chat with him yesterday. He had some questions for me and stuff I was supposed to check out. So I have a feeling he's keeping track of what's going on up here just like normal. He was happy to hear that it wasn't six degrees for a high when he's going to be back because he's planning on coming back in next week sometime. So hopefully by the end of next week, we'll be hearing from him again. And let's take a look at our temperatures around the air. It's a little bit of a rinse and repeat all the way around the state because here in Eau Claire and Rice Lake, Green Bay, and Madison are all sitting at 33 degrees. Medford has 31 Wausau and Marshfield are sitting at 32. La Crosse and Milwaukee are sitting at 34. Pretty much rinse and repeat all around the state. And our weather is looking about the same, too. So today, only a high of, well, a high of 38. I shouldn't say only because that's pretty warm anyway. And then upper 30s into next week and then into the 40s. It's kind of interesting weather. I'm I've said before, yes, we are getting one day closer to spring, but I hope it doesn't come and get us cold when uh, we start having calves on the ground and making a bunch of extra work. But, you know, you take it as it comes and you do what needs to be done. I found as I've gone on and calved all these years, it's easier for me to manage the cold than it is to manage the mud. So that's why we do calve in March. A little bit later, we'll be hearing from Ashley Hagenau. She does come into our studio sometimes, but she did get to visit with, I believe it's Stephanie, about the next Alice and promoting that because that the opportunity to get your application for that ends on the 31st of January. So if you have anybody around the area that is interested in being the next Alice in Dairyland, and get that application in. Go to the website and check it out. And it's such a experience. And I'm always amazed at the knowledge that these Alice's bring to the table and all the things they learn. And I call it a year of service, but I, it's got to be a lot of fun doing that. So, and as promised, we're going to be hearing from Rob Mooney. He is the chairman for the Chippewa County Farm Technology Days. We got some updates. It's time for our first look at markets. 
Our cash livestock choice fed beef steers are 170 to 183 with mixed steers 142 to 169. Choice fed beef heifers are 172 to 181 with those mixed heifers coming in at 123 to 171. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 150 to 178. Choice fed Holstein steers are 147 to 154 with select and silage fed steers 120 to 146. Cows are 80 to 132. Bulls are 95 to 112. Butcher hogs are 25 to 54. Sows are 17 to 24. Boars are 10 to 16. And shorn and unshorn market lambs are 165 to $2. Feeder lambs are 2 to $3. Ewes are 75 to 140 with the small goats coming in at 25 to 185. Medium goats are 105 to 230. Large goats are 180 to 350 with nanny goats at 25 to 275. And as we slide on over to look at our futures markets, they are all trending upward today. So our live cattle futures for February, 175.35 up 70 cents. April, 178.35 up 52 cents. June, 175.45 up 50 cents. And August, 175.72 up 37 cents. And our feeder cattle markets are trending upwards as well. January, 231.82 up 82 cents. March, 233.77 up 12 cents. April 239.80 up 25 cents. And May 245.10 up 35 cents. And our lean hog carcasses, those are trending upwards as well. February 73.90 up 60 cents. April 82.02 up $1.70. May 86.92 up $1.30. And June 94.85 up $1.50. And, and our Chicago Board of Trade. March corn 451 down a fraction. March oats 368 up two and a half. March soybeans 212. Hmm. March soybeans 1241 up one and a half. March soybean meal is $365 a ton up two and a half dollars. And our March wheat 613 up two and a half cents. And our cheese markets barrels 145 and three quarters down a quarter. 40-pound blocks holding steady at 150, and our gray double-A butter sitting at 257 and three-quarters, up three and a quarter. And our class three milk futures looking kind of dismal again today. January 1518, down a penny. February down 12 cents to 1558. March 1586, down 11 cents. April down 20 cents to 16.43 and May down another 21 cents to 17.09 with that market trending downward. So we're going to go do and that's a look at our markets sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. We'll be hearing from Rob Mooney. He is the chairman for the Chippewa County Farm Technology Days. That's going to be happening August 13th through the 15th with the tent city on farm on uh, country fest grounds and jamie close is the one that is planting some winter wheat and some alfalfa for some field demos so we'll hear an update right after our chores well we are in january but those summertime events they're getting closer and closer 
The Chippewa County Farm Technology Days is coming right up, only 200 days away. It will be August 13th through the 15th. And I've got Rob Mooney. He's the chairman for Farm Technology Days in Chippewa County, which is going to be held at Close Farms with Tent City on Country Fest grounds. The first update I'm looking for is Tent City. Are y'all filled up? No, we're not filled up yet, but boy, we're getting closer. There's some booth spaces that are uh, left. There's some really good prime spots right around where the field demos are going to be, Joe, and I'm, I'm surprised those aren't gone yet. There's some really good opportunities there, so if you're still looking for a booth space, now is the time to get on the website at Farm Technology Days and get that booth reserved, especially if you want to be out where there's going to be farm demonstrations. Well, and you brought right up those farm demos. What are you going to be demonstrating on? Close Farms has uh, been a, a very, very, very good contributor to us, and they're, and they're doing a great job with us. Talking about a working partner, they have just been great. And uh, they, they put some winter wheat in, and they put some alfalfa in, so we're going to have some great demonstrations out there. And along with those demonstrations, everybody gets hungry when you go to Farm Technology Days. I think it's a unique feature. I would like to call it Food Truck Alley. How many food trucks are you expecting? It is really going to be kind of neat. There's going to be such a wide variety of food that you're going to have a really hard time picking what you want to eat. So you're going to have to go to a few of them and visit them, but there's going to be well over 20 food trucks down Food Truck Alley, and that's going to be uh, more towards the, the center or the west side of it of the grounds, and it's going to run north and south. And we're really looking forward to this, and we're hoping to bring in some folks from the local area to come there and just have a sample of the different things that are available to them. And in order to put on a show of this caliber, it's a lot of manpower hours. We have a, a set of committee chairs here that, uh, I tell you, they're movers and shakers, and they're just doing a great job, and they're stepping up to the plate, and a lot of things are getting done. The man hours that they put into this, you know, we're still 200 days away from, from showtime, and it, it's just amazing the talent that we have and the people that are putting into this. And there's a, a lot of different things to worry about when it comes to a show like this and things that have to be organized. And, and I can't thank our committee chairs more than enough, and they need that recognition. But there's also sponsorships. And I heard that you have a sponsorship that's really working hard to do a bunch of buildings for Chippewa County Farm Technology Days. Who is that, and how many buildings are they bringing? When we're talking about that, you also have things like emergency medical services and the media and our state representatives, and we have to have a VIP lounge, and Chippewa County needs a place to call home, and we have our host families. That's just to name a few. And Hickswood Metal has really stepped up to the plate for us. They are bringing in around 20 buildings to give us all a place to call home during the show. Uh, and those are going to be for sale on the site. And I'll tell you, they, they've just been a great sponsor for us, and, and they're they're really putting an extra effort for us. So, it, I, boy, kudos to Hickswood Metal for all the things they're doing for us and giving us a place to call home instead of stuffing us underneath a hot tent. So from building sponsors to other sponsors, there's still the possibility to offer some sponsorship for this really cool event isn't there we do we have a sponsorship team out there that is working very close with, the, with our local community and um you know even regionally and, and at the state level and sometimes out of state but we have a lot of room for sponsorship yet there's a lot of people stepping up and and they want to be a part of this and they're contributing and and um it, without the sponsors things like this just don't happen and we could use more sponsors so if you're thinking about it now is the time to step up and get involved with, with farm technology days here in chippewa county it's gonna it's gonna be a fantastic show and 
and we're shooting to have one of the best shows in, in quite a few years. And where can we find out about that sponsorship? If you just go to Farm Technology Day's website, right there on the front page is Chippewa County, and you can see the sponsors that have stepped up already, and it's an opportunity to uh, find your contacts where you can get a hold of sponsorship. Otherwise, you can get a hold of Chippewa County Economic Development Corporation. They're the ones that are leading up the sponsorship, and Charlie there is just pounding the payment, and he's doing such a great job, and we, we appreciate all of the efforts from all of our committees and, and our team there at Chippewa Economic Development Corp. Always great to get these updates of events kind of right outside our back door and only 200 days away, and that will be the Chippewa County Farm Technology Days, August 13th through the 15th with Tent City on the Country Fest grounds and Jamie Close hosting those demos of winter wheat and alfalfa. And that's Rob Mooney, the chairman for the Chippewa County Farm Technology Days. And I'm Jill Welke. And I will let you know there is more news to come on Farm Technology Days. Uh, Rob decided and we're going to be getting back together here in a couple weeks. I know he said mentioned that tickets are not available just yet. You can order them on online, um, but that isn't up and running just yet. So he said as soon as that comes out, we'll be visiting again and just keeping in touch and keeping that conversation going. I guess I'm kind of excited about all the different kind of uh, events out there. I know they're working on some pretty big businesses to come and showcase their goods and and uh, fill up those booths and fill up everything that's going on out there. So, but I'm I am looking forward to finding out even more as time goes along. So we need to be hearing now from the 76th Allison Dairyland, Ashley Hagenow, and she visited with Stephanie about her job and you know, trying to encourage the next Alice to make that application. Arguably one of the most competitive jobs in the state of Wisconsin is accepting applications. I'm talking about the 77th Alice in Dairyland position with the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, reminding you that applications are open for the Alice position through January 31st. If you are passionate or know someone who's passionate about telling the story of Wisconsin agriculture, this is the job for you. Here to tell us about the experience of being Wisconsin's agriculture ambassador is our current Alice, Ashley Hagenow. I have learned in the first six months or so of serving as the 76th Alice in Dairyland just how different every day is and how many hats you might wear in one day, nonetheless one week or one month in serving in the role of Alice in Dairyland. I am a public relations and marketing professional when it comes to promoting Wisconsin agriculture with media outlets or anywhere I go. And I'm also a teacher and also a student, especially when it comes to getting into classrooms, promoting Wisconsin agriculture with students anywhere from kindergarten age all the way to high school seniors and beyond. And I also learn a lot from those students and from so many other individuals about Wisconsin agriculture. 
I am also a traveler as you travel so many miles, not only in the state of Wisconsin promoting agriculture, but more recently I had the chance to travel internationally to promote Wisconsin ginseng and Wisconsin agriculture halfway across the world pretty much in China and Taiwan and Hong Kong, which was such an amazing experience. So you truly wear so many hats. Ashley, just how many miles have you put on your uh, Allison Dairyland vehicle? <laughs> I have put on so far at least 20,000 miles, if not closer to 30,000 miles between the two Allison Dairyland vehicles that I've had the chance to drive this year. So when I started in July, I was driving Colonel, as he was affectionately known. He was a 2019 Ford Explorer. And more recently, I started driving Tassie. She is also a Ford Explorer flex fuel vehicle, all made possible through the Wisconsin Corn Promotion Board. So between those two vehicles alone, I've put on anywhere between 20,000 to 30,000 miles so far. And I'm so excited for what the next thousands of miles entail promoting Wisconsin agriculture. Ashley, you had told us about the different hats you wear as Alice from public relations professional to a classroom leader. Tell me about an experience you've had that has stood out to you so far in your first six months as Alice in Dairyland as you interact with people in Wisconsin. Some of my most memorable experiences have come from engaging with our younger consumers, like students ages kindergarten to fourth or fifth grade. I've had the chance to engage with those students in so many ways through summer events, such as reading in the park. We had an art in the park event back in the summer. There's a program we have right now called Expedition Agriculture, which engages specifically with fourth and fifth grade students. And we also have engaged with Girl Scout troops, especially across southern Wisconsin, sharing more about Wisconsin agriculture and Wisconsin dairy. And each of those moments, each of those experiences to me have stood out because you're impacting young consumers and really inspiring them to learn more about Wisconsin agriculture. And it's just as rewarding to me because you get so many amazing questions about where our food comes from, how it is produced, my own journey in agriculture. And I get to hear so many stories too from young students who maybe they themselves or their families are involved in agriculture or they don't have a lot of ties to the industry of ag, but they're so curious and wanting to learn more. Those to me are some of the most rewarding moments so far. And if this is striking a chord with you or you think someone you know would fit this passion to be Alice in Dairyland, you can find the application materials at the Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection website. Ashley, you also said in addition to being a communicator and sometimes a teacher, you also find yourself as a student. What has surprised you the most about Wisconsin agriculture in your first six months as uh, Alice in Dairyland? What has surprised me the most as I've continued to learn more about this industry, especially through attending different events and industry tours, is just how diverse Wisconsin agriculture is. I feel like I had a good grasp on how diverse our industry is, especially through the process of running for Alice in Dairyland myself last year, going through the top candidate journey, learning about some of our top commodities 
But I have continued to deepen that knowledge, especially when it comes to the different specialty crops that call the state of Wisconsin home. Wisconsin ranks number one in the top five or in the top 10 for a wide variety of different commodities, whether it's fruits, vegetables, some of those key commodity crops, livestock species. It amazes me all that is raised and grown here in Wisconsin due to the uniqueness of our state when it comes to our climate, our geography, our natural resource base. Witnessing it firsthand, just how diverse Wisconsin agriculture is, has been so surprising and so rewarding to me. Ashley, you said you had learned some of this while you were a top candidate vying for the position for Alice in Dairyland. It is a competitive process. It's a lengthy process. It's probably the most unique job interview (laughs) anywhere else. Give us a quick glimpse of what the timeline does look like for an Alice in Dairyland applicant. After applications close officially on January 31st, then we will go into our preliminary interviews. Those will take place in Madison at the Department of Ag's office or online on February 24th. And from there, we will select our next group of top candidates for the role of the 77th Alice in Dairyland. That starts with the press briefing in Door County taking place March 1st and 2nd. And then our top candidates will undergo go an amazing journey for about eight weeks by completing weekly trainings, learning about Wisconsin agriculture, learning about the role of Alice in Dairyland, and also completing weekly assignments, all leading up to the Alice in Dairyland finals, which will also take place in Door County this year, specifically at Stone Harbor Resort in Sturgeon Bay. Those dates are May 2nd through the 4th of 2024, and that is where our top candidates will put into practice all of the knowledge they have gained on Wisconsin agriculture and Alice in Dairyland through different components, whether it's practicing media interviews, going on tours of local agribusinesses, preparing and presenting final speeches and preparing for the question and answer sessions related to Wisconsin agriculture. All these components and more are part of the Alice in Dairyland selection process, and we will officially select the 77th Alice in Dairyland during the finale program on Saturday evening of May 4th. Door County is the host county this year. What does that entail? What are we going to be learning about Door County's agriculture? Not only does Door County have many different livestock farms, such as dairy, beef, and other species of livestock, there are also so many other industries that contribute to Door County agriculture, such as different fisheries and aquaculture that contributes to the diversity of Door County. There are so many specialty crops produced in Door County, such as lavender, cherries, apples, you name it. There's also more traditional row crops that are produced in Door County and so many local businesses that have different food products that tie back to Door County. I'm so excited for Door County to have this chance to showcase what makes their agricultural industry so very special. Not to mention the wine, one of my favorite parts of Door (laughs) County, hence why Alice needs to be 21. (laughs) Exactly. Between the wineries and the cideries, the breweries and the distilleries, 
that is also a great example of what makes Door County agriculture so unique, especially from the agritourism standpoint, right? There are so many visitors to Door County each and every year. And this allows Door County to be able to display its agricultural pursuits and some of those amazing products that result from agricultural production in that part of Wisconsin. 76, the Alice and Dairyland Ashley Hagenow joining us in studio. Alice is one of the most recognizable spokespersons of Wisconsin agriculture. The applications are open for the 77th Alice and Dairyland position through the Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection. Remember, you have until January 31st to apply. Door County will be hosting the Alice Finals this year. We'll learn who the next state agriculture ambassador is in early May. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. And I always enjoy visiting with the Alice and Darylands from, and you get to kind of know them even, you get a little bit of a personal aspect of it and, and what they bring to the table is amazing to me. From teaching adults to getting into the classroom to going to events, so busy they are. I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line. I said it's a little wet out there and I was talking about ducks. Suppose they're happy with this weather? I suppose hopefully it don't uh, rain too much anyway. So. Well, it just seems kind of damp. I know my ducks get awfully excited when the rain starts coming. They, they're, they you know, kind of hardy animals out there. Yeah. So. Well, what happened at the livestock market yesterday? Uh, thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We had a showcase of fancy dairy cattle. We sold 297 head. Top fresh cows brought 2400 to $3,000. Most loads average 22 to 26.75. We did have a top load of 30 Jersey Cross cows, average 26.95. We had another load of Swiss and Holsteins, they averaged 26.80. We sold 112 cow parlor freestall herd uh, straight through with all the blemish cows, they averaged 21.60. We sold dairy cattle and sent dairy cattle to eight different states. Uh, More common. Uh, average cows from 18 to 23.75. Top spring and heifers very strong from 18.50 to 2700. Uh, we did have our customer appreciation day. We appreciate everybody coming out for that. Um, like I said, uh, appreciate all our, our uh, customers, employees, and livestock truckers. So it was a great sale, that's for sure. Uh, next week we're going to do it all over again on Wednesday. Uh, got that other another dairy cattle auction. We got a nice quality uh, 150 cow Holstein parlor freestall herd. Uh, we got 30 of those ripping fancy Jersey Cross cows we've been having the last few weeks. Uh, they'll be averaging over 100 pounds, all just fresh. And then we have a top end of a dispersal, 40 Jersey cows uh, for that sale as well. Here's uh, the highlights for the week. Uh, Holstein and Choice fed steers from 150 to 164. Choice beef up to 171.50. Market cows high yielding from $1.05 to $1.26. Other cows from 88 to 104. Uh, market bulls from 105 to 120. And the calf market, guys. Make sure you know what these calves are worth if you're selling them off the farm or whatever. Uh, newborn Holstein bull calves from 300 to $595 a piece on the Holsteins. Your beef cross calves, mostly from 400 all the way up to 755 Full detailed market report updated daily. Sales schedules, um, advanced.
advanced consignments. That's all at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Big Farm Machinery Auction will be coming up March 15th. So that's how things are shaping up, Joe. You mentioned that you had buyers from eight different states. Does that mean Buyer, they... Buyers and sellers. Okay, mm. buyers and sellers. Does that mean that you have them there at the auction barn, or do you have other options for buying? Well, uh, obviously online. So some of these guys are buying online. I mean, I uh, had guys buying from uh, Pennsylvania yesterday, and, yeah, we had some cattle come in out of Kansas, and, yeah, Michigan, uh, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa. So, yeah, it's it, they go a lot of different directions. And, oh, how's the mar- how the market cha- has changed over the years, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. So, so. Well, you always, deal with less people all the time, but then you just find new ones farther away. So. <laughs> well, always a change, and good to get those good cattle out and about throughout the United States. You betcha. Alrighty, thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Thank you. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. We're going to slide on over and hear from Morgan McCarthy, and she's got some local news. Good morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. D.C. comes to the Dairyland. We start with a visit from President Biden. He'll be in Wisconsin today in the Superior Area, where billions, Blatnik, Bidenomics, and bridges. That seems to be the agenda from the president today, with Air Force One putting wheels down to talk about infrastructure spending in the U.S. and the billions that are headed to the Blatnik Bridge Project. That's the bridge that connects Wisconsin and Minnesota. The fault lines from the big impact earlier this week continue with the news of HSHS and Prevea leaving our area and now Oakland. Their public health managers not sure what will happen exactly, but the City County Health Department said they're learning about the plan to close Sacred Heart Hospital in Eau Claire and Prevea clinics throughout the county, and that the staff will be involved in considering what the role of the department may be. Meanwhile, on a state level connecting political dots, Governor Evers and the state health services boss try to link a lack of Medicaid expansion in the state to the decision to close our hospitals here. Governor Evers and DHS Secretary Kirsten Johnson in Eau Claire yesterday where they say the decision to close leaves patients in the Chippewa Valley with fewer choices and then tried to link the lack of Medicaid expansion to that decision, saying hospitals across the state need more money. In other headlines, two people recovering from a house fire in Del Mar last night with firefighters saying both suffered smoke inhalation. Firefighters say the fire started in the garage and sent smoke into the rest of the house. Crews were on scene and put out the fire, but not before it did some serious damage to the structure. We cast out a line into lawmaker land and reel in details from uh, the Capitol level where Wisconsin lawmakers are eyeing a change for fish fillets. State Assembly is scheduled to vote today on a plan that would change the state law to allow fishermen to take more filleted or dressed fish home. Currently, fishermen can only transport fish fillets that meet state length requirements. For smaller fish, that often meant taking the whole fish home. A new law would allow fishermen to fillet the fish as long as they took a time-dated picture of the whole fish, showing that with the head and tail, the fish was legally long enough to keep. And with this weird weather and not able to pull many of them from the ice, and hey, what about that ice melt? Should we be thinking about, oh, I don't know, zombie viruses? The scientists fear the viruses which are trapped in Arctic ice would be unleashed due to global warming and once they are unfrozen could possibly start a deadly new pandemic. 
Scientists from a university in southern France say the microbes, when frozen in soil, could remain viable for tens of thousands of years. Experts are already working on identifying the viruses before they spiral out of control. Lisa G, NBC News Radio, New York. I think around here when our snow belt, it's not so much the zombie viruses as the muddy boots we have to worry about. And of course, they get dirty in the barn. We head back there for chores now with Joe Welke in your Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a look at some more farm news. Well, yesterday I talked about the French farmers protesting. Today I'm going to stay in Europe, but move on to Germany. Earlier this year, German farmers angry with the government's plan to eliminate tax breaks on agriculture diesel and reduce agricultural subsidies gathered on roads in convoys of tractors and trucks out there in that winter temperatures in most of the 13 of the 16 federal states and protesters were clashing with police. The Farmers Association had called for a week of action with rallies throughout the country with the culmination as a large demonstration in the capital city of Berlin on January 15th. As reported by Reuters, the government's plan was to help to fix the federal budget mess and contain right-wing groups by eliminating those tax breaks uh, for the farmers. And as a result of the protest, the Germany, the German government said it would maintain the tax rebate on new agricultural vehicles and spread the scrapping of the agricultural diesel subsidy over several years. But the farmers say that is not enough. Well, coming on over here, back over here to the United States, the farm bill and the election year dynamics. Sentiment about the combination is that people want to get things done and it's time to get serious. Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow from Michigan, the same person that stopped the bill that would get whole milk back into our public schools, has outlined her plan to strengthen the safety net in the new farm bill. She says that farm programs must be targeted to active farmers and adjusted to provide more flexibility. For example, the new farm bill would give would include giving farmers a choice between the traditional base acre programs and an area-based crop insurance policy. Ag policy is expected to be on many politicians' agendas this year as they move through the campaigning process and and we'll be I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that as we go along here. But we need to hear more about markets. And I've got Al from Barron giving us the update from the auction from yesterday. High-yielding choice steers from 146 to 156, topping out at 157.50. With your choice Holstein steers from 140 to 145, your unfinished steers and heifers, 139 and down. With 20% of the kill cows today from one dollar to 105.50 we topped out at 106.50 with 60 percent selling from 57 to 99 and 20 percent selling from 56 and down no uh no test on bulls today we had some quality um holstein bull calves in the day from 225 and down uh, just a reminder that march 16th we will be having our first small animal and sheep and goat sale so if you have any questions on that, please contact me at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a nice day. We're going to keep moving through our markets and hear from Ha Eman and Sparta Equity. 
Fed cattle selling steady today. With the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers, 173 to 180 choice and select beef steers and heifers, 162 to 172 beef and dairy cross steers, 148 to 168 high yielding choice Holstein steers, 147 to 153 choice and select Holstein steers, 136 to 146. With unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers, a dollar to a dollar thirty-five. Cow market steady quality beef slaughter cows up to a dollar twenty-three. High yielding slaughter dairy cows, ninety-five to one ten. Cutters and utilities, fifty-nine to ninety-four. With the low yielding and canner cows, fifty-eight cents in down. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing ninety-seven to one twelve. With the thin full bulls over twenty-two hundred pounds discounted at ninety-six cents and down. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Monday, January 29th, starting at 11.30 with hogs, followed by calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hut aimed at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Well, just as promised, we're going to get some more markets, and I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. He said you're kind of foggy up there. Is that inside the house, outside the house? Is it the head? What's going on? <laughs> well, good morning to you, Joe. Uh, now we're we're clear inside the house here, but no, it is pretty foggy out. I've been watching the traffic, and uh, I don't know if it's the condition of the road or the fog or both, but traffic is uh, pretty slow today, so folks are taking heat and driving careful, which we need, and uh, just uh, hopefully that we don't get any um, ice. We don't need that stuff at all, but uh, I don't know. Temperatures might be warm enough later on. Precipitation might just be... Uh, rain, whichever it is. So, Well, in the meantime, we'll tell the folks about what's going on here at the market. How about we do that? Perfect. Let's get it rolling. All right, Jill. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone again. A summary from uh, yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford on the feeder cattle sale yesterday. Feeder cattle continuing to be in pretty good demand. Uh, lighter weight beast steers yesterday selling mostly from uh, uh, 180 to 265. Your six to eight weight beef steers yesterday from 170 to 261. Heavier beef steers mostly from 140 to 172. Lighter weight beef heifers, uh, they're selling in the range mostly from 160 to 260. Six to eight weight beef heifers went from 150 to 210. Heavier beef heifers uh, mostly from 140 to 190. Holstein steers, lightweight Holsteins from $1.35 to $1.57. And the rest of the Holsteins, about all the rest, rest of the weights of the Holsteins from 125 to 150. Now we'll move over to the market auction yesterday. Cows continue to be in good demand. Hyaline fleshy Holstein and beef cows on yesterday's auction were selling from 96 up to 114. Uh, most of the cows we're selling this week uh, are selling between 72 and 95. Thinner cows below the $70 money. On the fed cattle trade yesterday, your choice grading Holstein steers, uh, they are selling mostly from 135 to 149. High yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from 149 to 157. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, 125 and below. And on the uh, bull market, uh, high-yielding bulls yesterday are selling from 95 to 119 with a top of 121 on the bulls, lighter bulls 90 and back. On the calf market, uh, on yesterday's auction, good quality replacement Holstein bull calves selling mostly from 250 to 475. Uh, good quality replacement Holstein heifer calves from 75 to 150. Good quality beef calves continue to be very strong, 350 to 675. And we are at Thursday. Our auction this morning starts at 11. Market cows today along with fed cattle, market bulls. We'll get to those baby calves uh, after the noon hour, 12, 1230 in that time. So, again, just a reminder, our next hay auction will be next Tuesday. Our next feeder cattle auction will be next Wednesday. And again, folks, you got cattle to consign any one of these sales. We'd like to know from hear from you. 
And uh, 687-4101 is our phone number. Where is the uh, FFA on the air this week going to be from? I'm actually going to go to Elmwood today to record for them, and that will be our FFA program. Okay, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. Before we jump into our last look at markets, the Eau Claire Farm Show is going to be happening March 5th and 6th. It's at the Chippewa Valley Conference Center. Spaces are still available. Go to the North Country Enterprises website and find out more. Get your reservations in there. Um, Always good to have a good turnout for the Eau Claire Farm Show because there's not a lot of those that happen anymore. That's March 5th and 6th. And let's jump right into our last look at markets. Corn. From the Chicago Board of Trade, corn for March is at 451, down a half. March oats, 368, up two and a half. March soybeans, 1241, up a penny and a half. March soybean meal, $365 a ton, up two and a half dollars. And March wheat, 613, up two and a half cents. And our country elevator prices, corn in Arcadia, golden plump in Arcadia corn, is 418 and in Baldwin 386 and 1157 for soybeans. Chippewa Falls and Connorsville 385 for corn and 1169 for beans. Duran 381 and 1147. Mondovi 386 and 1152. Elmwood 391 for corn and 1157 for beans. Fall Creek 381 and 1147, Osseo 396 and 1157 for beans, Elk Mound 391 and 1164, Sparta 396 and 1153, Ellsworth 376 and 1152 for beans, and in Loyal 392 for corn, 1152 for beans, and Arcadia 412 and 1162 for beans. And our ethanol plants, Boyceville and New Richmond, 406 for there's their offer for corn. And Stanley, 411. And our cheese markets, barrels, 145 and three quarters, down a quarter. 40 pound blocks, holding steady at a dollar and a half. Gray double A butter, 257 and three quarters, up three and a quarter. Class three milk futures, looking a little bit rough out there. January. 1518 down a penny. February down 12 cents to 1558. March 1586 down 11 cents. April down 20 cents to 1643. And May down another 21 cents to 1709. And we have time for one last look at our weather. It's rinse and repeat for the next oh, week, I would say. High today of 38 degrees. And about 37 for the next, oh, four or five days. And Eau Claire, right outside our back door, is 33 degrees out there with some fog. And that's what I have for the farm show this morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.